0: Hi there and welcome to another episode of Song in a Chat with the host Pete Pascoe. It's a bit of a wintry old night out there and uh, last week's podcast was on the subject of a rainy night and I did say I was going to do the flow this week but something changed my mind. Um, I flicked open the book and um, it just came up, cry your eyes out and there's, there's a line in here it's raining hard outside. <laughs> it must have been a bit of a thing about me writing lyrics back then, and uh, more recently as well. As it turns out, a bit of rain going on. All right. Mm. Here we are discussing the weather. How How are you? How's the weather? Mm. <laughs> Just like that sort of thing. All right. Welcome to the the podcast, where I endeavour to put you in the shoes of a songwriter how it feels to write a song that's what it's all about I think it's time to roll the music before I dig a deep hole for myself
1: here
0: <laughs> <and> be it, <Bennett>. seriously <laughs> You can tell I'm getting pretty relaxed here, probably far too relaxed. Wait, 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 don't go away if it's your first time here. Things don't usually get that mad that early on. Well, look, sometimes they do. To calm proceedings down. Here's the sound of a piano. Often I'll play some pretty relaxed sort of music on this podcast, which is um, good fun. It's part of who I am, for sure. Um, part of who I am as well as the sort of rock music. I love, I love all sorts of music. Um, around here I'm known as a I'm known, known as a bit of a seascape artist and I have a couple of paintings going on in going in an exhibition this week um other people know him as a you know an ex-cricketer who tried to bowl too fast as someone kindly pointed out today on social media <laughs> thanks Wayne Wildball funny yeah yeah nice love the painting too bad you tried to bowl too fast something like that
1: um,
0: ah that's talking about cricket um I'm about music. Yeah, I, I think it's okay. Here we go. I think it's a songwriter. It's good to write all kinds of stuff, whatever comes to you in terms of your instinct. Write this. Why not? You know, if I hadn't had done that, um, there's, I wouldn't have written all the sorts of different styles of music that I did and have. I'm really pleased with that. Now, continue to write. I'm looking at surreal paintings as I'm talking here. Turn around. I've got a few paintings on the go over there. And, you know... At my fingertips, all sorts of music, which is that's nice, you know? because when it's your music, I guess you have that, um, you're allowed to do what you will with it. I'm actually mucking around with the chords of um, Cry Your Eyes Out, and it's, it's actually written to be quite a lively song, but you wouldn't think that, would you? you were just so sort of playing that. that, that could be in an orchestra or something. Something like that. Cry Your Eyes Out, written a long time ago, September 7th something or other. <laughs> we'll figure that out later. Alright, I think it's time I had a go at it, no? Yeah, I'm going to have a go at singing and playing, Cry Your Eyes Out. Here we go, rolling. Rolling.
1: To so try to hide Water read between the lines Meeting's deeper than the ocean Know oh, you want me home soon Try at night now and then Try so hard with my pen But you know what I'm feeling It cuts me in I like you too. Sometimes it does you good without a doubt to cry your eyes out. It's raining hard outside. And there's emotions I can't hide. Feeling sad and empty, reason by this plenty
0: seems so long to win I'll be holding you close
1: in I'll never let you go, you know It cuts the end too Now when you cry like you do Sometimes it does you good Without a doubt To cry your eyes out It cuts the end too know when you cry like you do sometimes it does you good without a doubt
0: an interesting old finish, I tell you. Been a while since I played that. Um, yep, went to the wrong chord there, but uh, artistic. We'll go with that. Written in nineteen eighty-eight, apparently. Wow, ah, uh, those years have gone by. Um, interesting animal, cry your eyes out. It was a nearly uh, for my band Pete Pascoe and the patient ham. Patient ham. <laughs> 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 patient hum. Oh man, we've had for dinner tonight. Pete Pascoe and the patient hum never going to sound quite the same there um it was a nearly on an album that didn't quite for various reasons uh, didn't didn't quite come together unfortunately despite a large amount of work and um it may yet yeah, I think I'd like to think it might actually come out but maybe a bit of a rock version but say interesting animal because it was hard to know exactly what to do with it um Paul Dredge and I had a go at it uh, just a couple of months after it was written in 1988 on a four track and I'll, and I'll play that shortly on this uh, episode as well because I have that recording it features Paul actually playing a drum machine just pushing the buttons and not actually pushing go you know just go boom chicka boom chicka boom Mate, I think they're things we do <laughs> when you get new gear anyway what I had was my keyboard and I was, uh, when I wrote this song, I was up the mountain. I was in New Zealand at Ruapehu, at Fokapapa, just close to there, uh, ski fields, a uh, National Park. And I was staying at a place called Buttercup Resort. And, uh, well, it was fairly rustic, shall we say. And I had a great old time, thanks to Marshall Gibby, originally from Western Australia, um, who, it was his vision. And the thing I loved about what Marsha was up to was he was a one man band. He, he he was the guy that, well, he he made Buttercup a cup of thing, and he I, I think he probably built the buildings. Wouldn't surprise me. Or, um, and then he, he was the the chef. Uh, he met people who were staying there. He just look. He just did the whole the whole thing, and he, he just a dynamo, huge amount of energy. And I, I thought to myself, at the time, you know, I, I was. Um, early 20s and i was taking a break from the the top 40s rock band that i was playing in with paul and a couple of other guys and we we're playing about three nights a week there and i just felt like i needed something new and you know dropped the <laughs> palm said, all guys i'm going said, good on you peter <laughs> but I, I just answered ned in the paper and um off i went into the wild blue yonder and it was it was um a long way from everywhere, National Park at that stage probably had about population of, I don't know, 14 people and a few wild pigs <laughs> in the neighbourhood. Um, there was one guy that played bagpipes very annoyingly on these pristine evenings somewhere, probably on the other side of Mount Ruapehu, which is a big mountain, but, you know, how those wonderful instruments can carry, and they're, they're great in the right hands, don't get me wrong, on the other side of the world. No, wonderful things. And uh, anyway... <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful mountain and a sunset in the. No, no,
1: no, 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 no.
0: Yeah. Anyway, apart from that, it was peaceful. And when it rained, I set myself the target of writing a song each day, um, and doing a cartoon strip, which I did, and um, came up with a bunch of songs. Cry your eyes out was one of them, and it was written on a keyboard. I took my synth home back home, just like about fifty meters away from the restaurant where I was playing at night. I was there as a Vocalist, be honest, playing for the, in the restaurant, and I put my headphones on and let the sounds inspire me. That's where it came from. Um, yeah, that, you'll hear that when you'll get to hear the, the four track version shortly. You'll hear that hear the keyboard where it came from. Before that came the words, and I like to write the words at night. And um, here's what I wrote: simple words that try to hide what I read between the lines, meanings deeper than the ocean. I know you want me home soon. And there it is. In a nutshell, yep, I'd left someone behind, as well as the band. Mm. Uh, I cry at night now and then. Oh, emotional, Peter. Mm-hmm. Do feel stuff. And I try so hard with my pen to let you know what I'm feeling. It's a heart for dealing with. So guilt <laughs> of you there. And acknowledgement that uh, I'm missing missing this person, yeah? Because it cuts me into knowing you cry like you do. mm Uh, sometimes it does you good without a doubt to cry your eyes out. Okay, so I did my best to sort of turn it around, and I think I might have done that in there. I actually really, I was a bit sort of throwaway about those words. Did you notice me reading them not quite like poetry? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Um, Sometimes lyrics, I just don't read that well without music, and I think perhaps that's one of these sorts of songs. Um, However, I think the chorus is it's actually okay, it cuts me in two, you know, and you cry like you do, sometimes it does you good without a doubt to cry your eyes out, I think because of the the meaning of the words, it, it does, it, it's good, you know, how you, oh, you let it all out and you, and you feel a whole lot better and, and it gives you sometimes, uh, I wonder if tears really actually clear up your vision, maybe in more than one way, hey, eh? <laughs> it's raining hard outside, yeah, as mentioned, there's a emotions I can't hide uh, feelings sad and empty reasons why, yep, there's plenty covered that uh, seems to long so long to when I'm holding you close I'll never let you go and here you know oh, cuts me in two so that was the words I had and when I sat down at the piano um, and certainly I, I played and sang that in a slightly different key I thought it might be just a bit easier I brought it down a few steps down away from where I wrote it um, and you know The the sound I used was a sort of a. That sort of thing which you'll hear on the keyboard shortly. And it sort of led naturally from there to there and back to there. Oh, yeah, so. You can just sort of. You can do it gently, you know.
1: Simple words to try to hide. While read between the lines Meaning steeper than the ocean Know you want me home soon
0: So that'd work like that And you'd think that'd be alright But then I decided to change key for some reason Something made me do this Sounds like another song, yeah? So we just go back to... You know you want me home soon And then Cry at night now and then Try so hard with my pen And I, you because know, it's so weird I had trouble singing with it there I went into another key, what's that? Means deeper than the ocean You know you want me home soon Must be love, and yeah Cry at night now and then Try so hard with my pen it feel right, yeah. Let you know what I'm feeling. And I paused there because there was a there was a long, drawn out sort of a version where I went into this and into the chorus, yeah. But I decided to cut to the chase. Let you know what I'm feeling with this. One simple doom It
1: cuts. Uh, it cuts me in two, know when you cry like you do. Sometimes it does you good, without a doubt, to cry your eyes out.
0: it's a good test of a song to sort of try different versions um, see if it's going to fly as a, a quiet piano piece and I think if it does I think it's a good sign um, that it's probably worth progressing with um, I thought it was worth progressing with at the time so I kept it I thought it was good I, I, I like the part you know yeah we've got to cover that and that and this bit chorus, there's only two chords, you know, C and F and C and F. Again, C and F. I'm going to hold it because I can hear that. And to
1: cry your eyes out.
0: And I think it's a good example of putting the uh, that cry eyes out, really emphasising the key words, um, really emphasise uh, things like to or your I could—I I guess your would be or okay but it's a eyes we're talking about crying and eyes out it's a good idea to put the keywords the big ones uh, in line with the the notes that are going to be naturally sort of emphasised and the notes that are naturally emphasised the most are the ones on the first and the third beat of the bar because for the bass drum boom and the whack snare drum going on yeah so it came together really, really quickly. That um, was just the way it was. Um, I didn't know if it was any good. I, I could hear it instantly in my head as it might go as a pop song. And um, I think that's what we're going to go to now. All right, here we go. Now, now fast forward, I think, uh, two months. I'm back in town and uh, Paul and I have teamed up for a extensive recording sort of session which lasted a total of five days i think we allowed uh, like an hour or two per song (laughs) we didn't allow any time for the other guy to learn the song and you had to sing it in one take and all that sort of stuff and we we bounced tracks along around the place we were learning how to record but here we go check out the sound here we go cry your eyes out take two
1: Simple words that try to hide what I read between the lines It is deeper than the ocean no
0: Uh, oh, wow. There you go. It has been a long time since I've heard that. Uh, I think there was a lot to like about that demo. I think there really was. Um, look, what I was hearing loud and clear were, were two young guys determined to make this thing work. I, know, I had no idea how we did that. Um, how do we do that, Paul? Because that was Paul playing the live drums, so it wasn't done to a click track. I suspect maybe we played the piano first. Piano all the way through, and then... Played that. Went and played the synths over that. With the, regardless, anyway, I'd like to just give Mr. Paul Dredge a mighty hand there. Funky bass there, and the and the in the, in the um, chorus was really great. And uh, effort on the, the vocals there. Nice, nice harmonies, man, coming in there. As I say, we didn't even know each other's song. We expect to book push go. We were just finding our way big time, and a great beat. The the, the way the opening drums was just so doof, 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 do that. Do, 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 those sorts of things can really make a song. Um, it sounded to me like, uh, I mean, obviously I, I mixed it. I take full responsibility for that. <laughs> I get to know doing. Uh, we didn't know I was doing. We wouldn't have any of the tools you might have, but your ears would tell you, wouldn't you? That, wouldn't they? That, um, yeah, the vocal's really loud here, that sort of thing. It sounded like a mix that the guitars were completely missing. There was a complete absence of guitars on there, by the way, I don't know if you noticed that. Um, and I, I think that would rock. I really do. I, I think I think I might have to get brave and, and play that version to the band. They've never, they've never my, you know, big passion, the patient hum. They The guys haven't never heard that. We did work out a more of a straighter rock version. But I think there's a lot to be said um, about going with the gear that you've got. Give it your best shot. Put it out there. So who got to hear that album? And it was, and it was an album that Paul and I did, uh, I can't remember what it was called, goodness me, it was our second one, and it was that long ago, we made a cassette, and I think we made about 20 copies, <laughs> and a few friends and family got them that sort of thing, and made a little album cover, look, i was dead serious, I really wanted it to, to happen, but I didn't share my work way back then. The way I should have I, I can see that now I, I should have been just posting those demos off to a A&R and L around the world and they could have had a look at that and ma- maybe the, the, there are people with ears that can get to the skeleton of a song pretty quick and go yeah there's a song in there okay well we could probably do something with that um you, you when you record stuff you get excited initially and then you start when you're finding your way you you hear all the things you wish you'd done differently and that's being an artist, you know. That that is being a songwriter as well. Um, but if you stick with it, if you stick with it, a funny thing happens. You do, you get better. Maybe the essence of what you're doing never gets any better, because you know you might be writing from a real place of truth early on, and you, know, you get lucky here and there with a few songs, but if you stick with it and you keep working, you get better and you write more consistently better. And you, and you, and you sort of raise the bar, your expectations, I guess. Um, if, you want, if you want to compare that... Uh, to what we're recording now Paul and I because Paul and I are still writing together um, and uh, you hear the untrodden track and who knows in the distant future oh, how long is the internet going to work how, how how long is the podcast going to be online is it forever oh, yeah who knows I don't know but at, at this as I speak Paul and I have five albums online and we still continue to record ourselves it's just the way it's worked out. And um, where I might play keyboard lines, I might, I might be hearing an orchestra and all that sort of thing. We still record and we write. We write and re- we record quickly. And I think that's a good thing because it, it comes from our, our playing live um, where you produce the goods in the moment. And instead sort of come up with sort of magic stuff if you just push yourself a little bit. I think there's a tendency here you go with digital recording and all the bells and whistles you can sit back and re- refine a, a, a guitar part for well years and, and there's no real point in that i don't think really um you know you gotta i think you know sit to sound like right we'll, we'll make that we'll make it work around that you know and just as there's, there's just different ways of going about things and oh, it's all good i i enjoy doing what i do i enjoy recording it's a lot of fun and um who knows, maybe some songs will sort of find the way, maybe even through this podcast, I'd, I don't know. <laughs> so there I was, I'd come back to town, and and uh, actually, you know, I was talking about this recently, wasn't I, what was the song? Um, and uh, I think two podcast episodes ago, I was like, yeah, it was uh, You're Mine, that's right, it was, it was a very similar sort of a time, so you know, a lot of songs came out in a hurry. There, um, I'd like to touch on this because of lifestyle—you know—had the life. Um, you might some thought it was a life of Riley. Didn't think I was working a day in my life. Perhaps it was true. I don't know. I mean, working pretty hard at night, killing ourselves in the band. You know, Paul and I—we were working four nights, and we were rehearsing Saturday mornings. Outside of that, yes, we played some golf and snooker and fishing and that. But we were both writing songs now no one was paying us to do this far from it. it it was a passion it was it was something that um we discovered we were both into and to begin with we sort of wrote separate songs and then so we sort of started writing more together and oh, i'm glad i did i really am glad i did we've We've got some nice songs, I believe. They're, they're, I just made a video today, here you go, for a song off the Untrodden Track. If you want to check it out on YouTube, I think it's up there now. Um, and it's called Too Dark to See. And uh, I just think I, think, I just think it's a lovely song. And um, it's nice to be doing this sort of thing. So here am I trumpeting about lovely songs and all that. It's hard to say where a song comes from sometimes. It comes from the feeling, yeah? You could say the guilt was in there, but not really. It was It was. It was a m- more of a fact of a young guy, I'm talking about the lyrics here of the song, uh, knowing that he just had to move on. And he might be back for a while, but not sure really. But there's no doubt and I was missing this other person. And uh, so, you know, it, it was a song I feel comfortable Sort of giving air because it was an honest sort of a song. Yeah, I was saying, look, I'm, I'm yeah, basically, I'm sorry. We all hurt, I guess, but uh, this, this is, this is life, really. And um, you know, there was this, this passion that's driven me on uh, since, it has it's shown no sense of abating, which I'm very pleased to say. And I, I just, just love, love playing the piano like this. So I think there were some bits in there that were, that were okay. You, you could do something with, in fact, I'm sure of it. And uh, it's the nicest feeling. Um, what was guiding my fingers there was a, the underlying... Uh, I wouldn't call it a safety net because that implies I'm scared of falling, which isn't the case at all. But there's a support network of, of theory, um, the, the chords and the colours and the, and that sort of thing. But, but more than that... Um, when that's in place, I am not, now, I'm not thinking I will now go to a natural, uh, the, the fifth chord of the scale, because I, I'm not thinking of that at all. It, it comes from sort of some sort of instinct. Um, and it, it feels like a gift, and it feels really, really good. It's a nice, nice feeling to sort of uh, sit and know that when your fingers are going f- to sort of fall on your instrument, that something nice will come out. It's a very relaxing um, feeling, I'm, I'm sure you um, can appreciate that. Anyway, I've gone off into a bit of a tangent there at the end of Cry Your Eyes Out. do hope you've enjoyed the episode. Just looked up to see, yep, we're over the 30-minute mark. Um, yeah, there you go. couple of versions. Pop rock. Look out. I think we'll have to give it a go. <laughs> hope you're having a fantastic week. Thanks for tuning in and hearing about Cry Your Eyes Out. Catch you next time. Looking forward to it already. Catch you later. Pete Pascoe signing out. Bye-bye.